These are strange, bewildering times we live in, of course. If we, there are certain words that are trigger words, and one is school busing, and immediately the emotions are high. And I was thinking about school and education. Everybody, no matter who he is, the parents, mothers, fathers, want their kids to have a good education. I think this is universal. Everybody does. Now, what to do in a city, Chicago? Chicago, many, most of kids who go to public schools are black, non-white, black and Latino. And seated around the table are three white parents of working class families, lower middle class families, communities too. There's Barbara Tekela, who lives in Hegwish, and she has three boys. Right. And this is a matter of voluntary integration. We talk about this, and the school is Owens, mostly black. And Karen Grisbeck, who lives in Marquette Park, and her two girls uh, go to the Randolph uh, Magnet School, 80% black, and the little girl, the smallest, goes to the kindergarten there. And Mark Smith lives in Beverly. And uh, we talk about Whitney Young School and McDade School. And here they are, three parents who are, I suppose you might say, defying in the way, defying stereotype and wanting their children to have a good education. And their experiences in the schools, their children, are voluntarily bused to. So their thoughts and reflections in a moment after this message. So we begin, just arbitrarily, Barbara Tekela of Hegwish. When you heard me say busing, and you were saying a much over, much overused word. Well, I think if they came to me and said, we'd like to bus your son, for no other reason than just to achieve integration, I would say no. I mean, just the hackles rise as soon as you hear that word. But if the schools, the magnet schools, are presented as offering programs that aren't available in your neighborhood schools, uh, better teachers, perhaps better equipment, uh, just something slightly different. If there is a reason to send your child to the magnet school, then the busing issue really becomes sort of secondary. That wasn't the consideration. That wasn't what we agonized over when we made the decision to send John to Owens. We, you and... My husband yeah. and I. Because we lived directly across the street from a public grammar school where my son went to kindergarten and first grade. And it's a very good school. And he would have continued there if we hadn't lost teachers and wound up with uh, combined classes. And that was probably the reason we considered changing schools in the first place. To start in the beginning, who are you? I think if we do this very easily, first Barbara and Karen and Mark, just uh, in the beginning, how did it all come about? Well, my son John was in, uh, let's see, first grade, and uh, we lost a couple of teachers, and first and second became combined, and then second and third, and so on and so forth. So it looked as if for the entire eight years he'd be in a split class. And I don't really believe that a teacher, no matter how good she is, can give her full attention to both classes. As a matter of fact, one teacher did say she sort of let the first graders slide and getting the second graders settled in because it happened in the middle of the year. And then there was a brochure about uh, the magnet schools and there was a meeting at school which I couldn't attend so I just, just didn't think about it anymore. And I got a call from one of the parents who was going to send her child. And we talked about it and it sounded sort of interesting but I was sort of reluctant to commit myself and my son to it, and I wanted it to be his decision, too. I didn't want to just say, all right, you're not going to the school he? anymore. He's this, going to be eight. This one was eight. So he was just about seven when we decided. 
And uh, so we talked about it with him, and he sounded like a good idea to him. As a matter of fact, I think the busing appealed to him. It was sort of mm-hmm. different, you know. And uh, Karen is nodding here. <laughs> we, f- we made sure that if he did go to the magnet school and didn't like it, that he could always transfer back to the neighborhood school, and there's no problem with that. At least that's what we were told. And I told my son that he should give the new school at least a month to settle in and, you know, find out how things are going to be. And he never once complained. I expected some comment about, oh, the kids are different. It's hard to get used to them. I don't What's like the teaching. What's the percentage here, roughly? It's mostly black. Yeah. Um, he's never had any problems with any of the kids in his class. In fact, they're all very nice. And I think that's sort of important, too. A lot of the magnet schools... All the kids are there because the parents have made the decision to send their children there. It's not just a neighborhood school that's down the block or around the corner that you send your kid to because it's there. You're sending your kid to the magnet school because it's a choice. So I think the parents have a similar concern for their children's education in a magnet school. Voluntary decision. What do you do? I'm a typesetter. And your husband? He's an electrical engineer. And Hegwish is a... It's mostly white. There are some black yeah. families and some oriental. Hagwish is a working class Definitely. Uh, community. Mm-hmm. Very definitely. Yes. We'll come back to yourself, neighbors, your parents, and what you uh, uh, Karen, and then later we'll open it up. Uh, Karen Grisbeck, uh, Marquette Park. Yes. I was dissatisfied with the school my children were going to. There seemed to be no discipline. They weren't learning very much. They hated school with a passion. Neighborhood school. Right. We only lived a block away. And my kindergartner I had to drag to school every day. In fact, once she ran home and locked me out of the house so that I couldn't get her. My other daughter, Amy, was in third grade at the time and started cutting school. And I would spend days looking for her to find out where she was. And I just felt there had to be something else. And I didn't want to send them to a parochial school. My taxes pay for the public school. I felt there should be some alternative that I could look into. And just so happened that at the end of the year, we received um, a flyer stating that uh, the Randolph Magnet School was going to be opening, uh, that it was a communications arts school, all the different things it offered for the children. So I filled out this little form and sent it in, and they got in touch with me. and. Dr. Valini came to my house and questioned me a little bit and asked if I'd like to go over there and see it. And I said yes, and I took my children. Dr. Valini, the principal of the school? Dr. Uh, Valini is with the Board of Education, and he has a lot to do with Mm. getting the parents to send their children to Randolph. And um, we met the principal. My children liked him very much. He treated them like people. And we took a tour of the school, and they were just absolutely thrilled from the, the tour alone. So we decided to try it and see if it wouldn't help them. And they love school. Randolph was what, uh, the in percentage? It's at least 80% black. 80% black, and the other 20 is... Uh, mixed. Mixed. Yeah. That's it. And you, you, you were, this is Marquette Park. We know Marquette Park is people, hard-working people, working-class community, where there's been, we know, racial tensions. Uh, you, you, you do what? I'm a homemaker right now. You're a homemaker, and your husband is? He works um, for Continental Freezers. He's a freezer foreman. And so, Mark Smith, Beverly, Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Beverly is what sort of area? Well, it depends on how far up the hill you go. Where we are, it's uh, pretty much of a working class area and, and pretty integrated, has been integrated for quite a while, which has really kind of stood in the face of the trend on the southwest side where segregation goes block by block. And in our neighborhood, it really hasn't. Uh, so it's a pretty working class uh, community, and on up the hill becomes more more middle class and, and uh, professional. And more segregated. And more segregated, although it is uh, somewhat integrated throughout. Our school was just not a very exciting school and wasn't getting any better. And we heard about McDade, which... McDade? McDade Classical School, one of, I think, five classical schools in the city. And... What's classical school? Well, I, I don't think the word necessarily was well chosen particularly. It, it means uh, that there's an emphasis on, there's a greater emphasis than in other schools on uh, physical education, uh, art, music, a foreign language, usually French. And it's also, uh, the kids have to be in the top three stay lanes. And it's been a very, uh, you know, a, was obviously an appealing kind of school and we sent them there and for three years they've just had a very good school experience. McDade is what uh, in race, racial uh, balance? Well, probably at least 90 percent black this black. year. Uh, maybe, you know, there's some recruiting going on. So this is, we've established three parents, now we're open, so I suppose we start anywhere. What about, what were there doubts at first? Let's say Barbara. Stop. We, anybody can now pitch in. What about beginnings? What were the original feelings you had way back when you were a little girl, or now about the matter of a integrated schools? Busing. Well, the word busing. As I said uh, before, the busing was sort of uh, a secondary consideration in the beginning of the school year. Uh, Owens was a brand new school. This was the first year, so there were a few problems uh, getting students into the right classrooms and getting things organized that way. And the bus company, I think, was new last year, and there were problems with working out the routes and getting the drivers settled in. And that, I think, it all took about a month before I think the the drivers, the school, and the parents all felt fairly comfortable with the way things were going. Um, as far as integration is concerned, well, that. It wasn't a consideration either pro or con. I mean, that the world we live in is neither all white or all black, so I think it's it's sort of uh, thoughtless to have your kid just in a school where he's only going to meet the kind of people that are in the neighborhood. Uh, I think neighborhood schools certainly reinforce neighborhood attitudes. It has nothing to do with teachers or the Board of Education. It's just the way things are. And I think it's good for the children to go out and meet different kind of people because that's the way the world is. Well, I hate the word busing. I think it's a very negative word. And when we decided to send our children to the magnet school, I thought I might have to drive them. Busing, how they were going to get there was the last consideration. And I just felt that where my children went to school was not as important as how much they were going to learn and how much joy they got out of learning. Learning to enjoy education is very important. And 
there have been no problems so far. They really enjoy going to school. As far as busing, uh, our kids enjoy busing as one of the best parts of their day. Uh, you know, there have been actually they had one bus driver that they didn't like, and he really wasn't a very good bus driver, and they kind of had a good time. Uh, with the other kids organizing to get rid of that bus driver. <laughs> uh, however, I don't have a negative attitude towards busing in general. I think that you know the term forced busing should be played off against forced neighborhood schools. Uh, that people tend to accept being forced into their neighborhood schools. Whether it's good or not. Whether it's right. good or not. And uh, you know, I think that integration isn't just a, a neutral thing or a an optional thing. I think it's really crucial to the future of the city. And so that was a, a consideration with us. However, in our case, as I think with many parents going to magnet schools, it wasn't that we decided to go to an integrated school. Our school was integrated and, in fact, was predominantly black, about the same ratio this as... This is the neighborhood school. Right. right now. And I think that that suggests a problem with magnet schools, that it tends uh, oftentimes to attract students, uh, you know, and many times some of the better students, away from schools that are in trouble. And that's an unfortunate contradiction that the school board finds itself in, uh, assuming that the school board is trying to really deal with the problems, that it pulls people often away from schools that need, uh, need help. We're talking about, of course, we're talking about voluntary busing. There's something that was done. By the way, how about your, your uh, and in the case of uh, Karen and Barbara, your husbands, and in the case of Mark, your wife, I assume, are they in agreement with you? Definitely. We, we all made the decision together. Total. Yeah. Well, let's keep it open now about experiences. First, the beginnings are what, we know what impelled the decision. You want your kids to have a good education, no matter where it is. That's the primary impulse. Right now, beginnings. Do you have doubts in the beginnings? My kids suddenly found themselves in the newspapers the next day. Uh, in both the Sun-Times and the Tribune, their picture was in the newspaper of these uh, two little kids going to this magnet school. So that was a very exciting beginning for them, I suppose. <laughs> uh, you mean these white kids going to right. become black, black school? That was three years ago. and. Uh, you know, I, I think that so much, as really is true with most schools, so much depends on who the principal is and what kind of attitude the principal takes towards things. And the principal, and particularly the full-time assistant principal, is just marvelous at McDade and is really, really makes it like a family kind of experience, you know, where she really... D discipline, I think, doesn't end up being the main problem. It's uh, because it's assumed. And it works. Well, this is what impressed me about the magnet schools is that discipline is stressed, but it's stressed in an undertone. I mean, that you are just expected to behave, and that's it. It is not, there's no big signs up quiet and let's behave. It's just expected of the children. And once the children learn what is expected of them, they tend to behave in that way because a child who doesn't know how they're going supposed to behave is going to misbehave just for lack of something better to do. And my children had a problem at the beginning of the school year with our neighborhood's children. 
teasing them and giving them a hard time because they were going to school with blacks. And this lasted for a week or two, and when they found out that it didn't seem to matter to my children, then they just dropped it, and mm -hmm. things went on from there. On that subject, the one that Karen just raised, mm -hmm. how is it with your uh, kids? You have three little boys, Karen and yes. three little girls. Right. We never had uh, really much of a problem with neighbors or any comments about what school they're going to, probably because in our neighborhood, the public school is right across from my house, but there are two parochial schools, and the children seem to be split between all three schools pretty much uh, evenly, so that uh, it doesn't make too much difference to anyone, although the other people whose children are going to Owens uh, have had comments from their neighbors, and when the buses were late, uh, they get a comment like, hmm, you're so smart sending your kid to a school where they have to be bused, and now where are they, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But we really didn't have any problem. We never had any uh, comments from the children, either in the neighborhood or at the school, about my kids are white and the other kids were black or vice versa. It worked out much more smoothly than I thought it was going to. Really, just no problem. No, in your case, very. I, um, I'm thinking about uh, there you are in certain neighborhoods. You know, we, we always say we're a neighborhood city, and we know that neighborhood pride is a very important thing, and neighborhood identity is an important thing. We're also talking about fears of those who are different. You know, uh, that's in, we know that's in Marquette Park. Obviously, it's been in the news, and uh, we know Hegwish is also a hard-working people's area, where again there are these different fears and stereotypes. So what about your neighbors? Barbara was implying that my neighbors at first were kidding. You know. What about your neighbors? Are there some from your community, aside from yourself, who send their children to uh, there these schools? Are, there aren't too many in our neighborhood who are sending their children to the magnet schools. Um, a lot of them send them to the parochial schools instead of the, they really don't like the Chicago system of education, so they tend to send them to the parochial schools. If every parochial school in our neighborhood closed tomorrow, they could not fit all the children in the public school buildings. Yes, it's the same in our neighborhood. But a few of my neighbors thought I had gone totally mad for sending my children there, and I just told them that education was important and that if my children expected to live in the city and work in the city, grow up in the city, that they had to learn to get along with all people, not just the ones who live in their neighborhood. Now our, our school across the street, which is Grissom, Virgil Grissom, which is the school my son went to for his first two years, uh, was virtually all white. And now they have some black children being bussed in from other schools. And I assume this is forced busing. And I, can, I have had comments from the neighborhood children now about the problems that they have with the black kids being bused in. Whereas my child was bused voluntarily to an almost totally black school, and we haven't had any problems. So I think maybe that plays up part of this busing thing. If you're forced into it, and uh, both the receiving school and the sending school doesn't really want to participate, then you do have problems. I, I think it's almost unavoidable, unavoidable. But if it's voluntary and people are doing it for a reason, then I think things go a little bit more smoothly. I'm not sure if that's necessarily the, the whole of the story. I, I think that it tends to be, in my experience, uh, 
that for, for whatever historical reasons that the problem really comes from black children not being accepted by white children or that's uh, what happened in our know, neighborhood you know that's that's the problem it's not that uh, you know I, th I think that black kids by and large aren't taught the same kinds of uh, bigotry that white children are taught and so it's much easier for a white child to move into a predominantly black situation than vice versa and I think that that tends to be the reality more than uh, even you know the the nature of the busing going on does the subject come up in your communities when you when you go to a party say Saturday night among neighbors you know it's a neighborhood party you visit the neighbors and uh, their kids are going to the neighborhood school or the parochial school and uh, your kids go to Randolph or Owens or Whitney Young uh, is that ever discussed uh, from time to time it's discussed I discuss it with some of my neighbors but it's mostly in the ideas of what the children are doing at school and what new projects they're working on rather than discipline or race or anything like that that that's accepted now that's washed off the board that's you don't even bother talking about it because that's just the way it is and um, we talk about the different things the children are learning and going through yeah, it's about the same with us. We've never really discussed why or what's... I'm just curious, as, uh, when you recount an experience the kids are having at these schools that are integrated, mostly black, and they're white kids, and uh, you're saying they're having a good time and they're learning, do you think that affects some of you? Do hey, you think you've influenced, possibly, one or two of your neighbors? Is that possible? No. I really don't know. Yeah. It'd be nice to think so, yeah. but uh, I wouldn't count on it. I mean, you don't they know think that. it's fine for us. They, yeah. Oh, that's great for you, but I wouldn't want to but do the why, same thing. Why would you be different? I mean, you're of the same community. Uh, your husband and you are not that much different as far as economic status from the others. You know, pretty much the same. I don't know. I really... My husband and I went to college. I don't know if that has anything to do with that, if that gave us a broader spectrum of ideas and things. Um, because I really don't know what makes us different, why we're more, I hate to say liberal, but I guess the word is liberal, than our neighbors are and why we don't hate as much as some of them hate. I think that some of our neighbors... They're afraid, too. Afraid. Mm -hmm. Some of, the, uh, of our neighbors, I think, have moved into Beverly away from an area that changed uh, racially very rapidly. And, you know, we're somewhat running away from that experience. And I think that that is a real painful experience. And I don't think that, I think it's very easy to not understand why that happened. You know, to blame, you know, to blame the black people that were looking for housing as opposed to blaming whoever it is that should be blamed, which really isn't those people. And uh, because of a lot of those bitter experiences, I think it'll take a while uh, and take a lot of other kinds of experiences before they're quite ready to believe that integration can work, whether it's in a neighborhood or a school. Karen used the word just in passing. She said fear. Fear, that's a big thing, isn't it? The fear. I think that's one of the considerations we had when we first sent John to Owens. Uh, 
it's further away. You can't get to them, you know, like I could across the street if something happened. And uh, at least our school, uh, Owens, is only kindergarten through third grade. And it is also closed campus, which uh, the way I understand it means that once the kids are there in the morning, they're there until they get on the bus to come home. And uh, while they encourage parents and visitors to come into the school, I think they keep a fairly close eye on extraneous people. And the neighborhood that uh, Owens is in is very much like our own. It's, uh, it's mostly black, but it's working class, single family homes, and it's, uh, it's a very pleasant neighborhood. So uh, I think if somehow the Board of Education or whoever is in charge of these things could uh, present the magnet schools in a different way by showing the parents what they have to offer, how it's different than the neighborhood school, you know, and by showing them that they, their child is not going to be harassed by the neighborhood children, whether they're white or black, uh, I think uh, parents might be more receptive to them. I agree. I think um, there hasn't been enough publicity that magnet schools and the classical schools are great. And it's done a lot for my two girls, and I hope it does as much for my son who's going into kindergarten. Uh, they absolutely adore going to school. I have to sit on them to keep them home when they're sick, which is a total reversal of the attitudes they had a year hard. ago. You know, I wonder. I I almost feel like that a part of the problem of putting forward magnet schools from the board's point of view is that <clears throat> the question just comes up, well, if you can make these schools so good, why don't you make all the schools so good? And that's a pretty hard question to answer. <laughs> and so, you know, I almost sometimes feel uh, embarrassed about talking about what a great school <laughs> my kids are, a, a great school experience they've had. Because all the schools should be that good, mm -hmm. and they're just not. So, you know, I think a lot of people just can't believe that the public schools can have good schools, but they sure do in these situations. A lot of it has to do with um, the fact that the teachers who are in the magnet schools want to be there, and the principals have chosen them for the most part. And you're not throwing a teacher into a situation where they really don't want to be, and they're not teaching something they don't really want to teach so that they enjoy, aside from the normal problems that go on in any school with any children, get a class full of 30 children, you're going to have problems, obviously. But aside from normal problems, the day is enjoyable for the teachers and the staff and the principal, as well as for the children, and that's very important. John's teacher this year was absolutely remarkable. At Thanksgiving, she made a turkey and dressing and all the parents were invited to make something for a Thanksgiving dinner and she arranged for us to use the school cafeteria and we all came for a Thanksgiving luncheon and we must have, oh we had tons of food and we couldn't help thinking that perhaps that was what the first Thanksgiving was really like, you know, like a potluck dinner for the neighborhood and many, many parents came to it during the day, took off from work and it was beautiful. She did a lot of extra things, I think, that uh, weren't really required in the job description. You know, we're also talking about a certain age, aren't we? Children of a certain age, you know, we hear and true racial tensions in the country, indeed there is, and uh, there's unemployment, and there's competition for jobs, and then of course there's housing. And uh, But we always think back to the schools, or the, the school were the cause of it whereas it's part of it, but the ages of children 
and what happens to them later in life, the age of seven. You mentioned the ages of your children, seven, nine, ten. These really are the key, aren't they? Well, let's pause for a moment. We'll return. And now we come to your children and the ages and perhaps their experiences and what they say to you, what you say to them. And maybe also your parents, your parents, what your parents think about it too. We're talking to Karen Griesbach, who's a parent of three small children, two girls and a small boy, attending the integrated and voluntarily, voluntarily bust Randolph Magnet School. She's from Marquette Park. Barbara Tekela is from Hegwish, and again, voluntary busing to the Owens Integrated Magnet School, three small boys. And Mark Smith with two girls. How old are the girls now? Ten and... Eight. Ten and eight, again, those ages. He's from Beverly, and it's to the McDade and... What, you know, no. what are you going to say? Wait a minute, no, they're not ten and eight. <laughs> kill me. No, uh, twelve and ten. Is twelve and ten. They were ten and eight yes, a I, couple I, I, of years I, 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 ago. <laughs> and we'll resume in a moment after this message. And so resuming the conversation with... Karen Griesbeck, Barbara Tekela, and Mark Smith. We're talking about those. What about your parents? You come from working class, hardworking people. Uh, Barbara? Uh, they really didn't have any comments other than concern probably about the busing. Uh, there was really not much talk about going to an integrated school as opposed to an almost all-white school. I don't know if the subject just didn't come up or they didn't want to let us know what they thought about it, but... Uh, and. My uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law live directly, well, like a block and a half away from us, and their children have all gone to the public school across the street, and uh, they too uh, said, "Fine, let's see how it works out." They were all pretty open-minded about the whole thing. What about your kids? Sir? Well, <coughs> as far as I know, all the relatives were cautiously receptive, uh, an attitude of, "Well, if you're dissatisfied." try this and let's see how it works and hopefully it'll be fine and we were lucky that it turned out as well as it did. My parents live out east and it was a big phone call night to tell them you know what we had decided and what we were going to do and my parents were all for it. They too felt that um, the big thing was are your children learning or not and let's send them to the best school not uh, just keep them in the neighborhood because that's the way it's done. What about your in-laws? Um, my husband's parents are dead, but my brother-in-law and his wife, um, well, he's an architect and he lives in LaGrange Park and they were for it. My mother's an Iowa farmer, uh, retired and was here that when they first went, and in fact, she took them to school the first day, and her picture was also in the bed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the experience in Iowa uh, fields is quite different. You know, I mean, it's really an all-white kind of world out there. Uh, so I, I think that her am amazement is that somehow we're able to make a, a decent life for ourselves in Chicago at all. <laughs> and uh, maybe that's the attitude of most of my relatives. Um, on the other hand, they see that the kids are doing very well, and my daughters went to my little hometown school for a day when they were visiting, and uh, they had to acknowledge that they're getting a really fine education. You're from a, a small town, Iowa? Right. 
even farm family. Right. Yeah. We're talking about, aren't we? Now we're talking about you and now your children. I suppose there are many stories to tell. They come home, of course, with all sorts of stories, don't they? Good and bad. <laughs> they ever talk about the first day they were there? About the first, remember, do you recall the, did you have any doubts yourselves in the beginning? Not I don't remember anything unusual happening. Uh, Except that the beginning. buses ran so terribly right, the first week. That. But <laughs> other than that, there were no problems. I think I had more trouble with John the first day or the second day of kindergarten when I had to pry his fingers off the door jam to get him inside the room, and then he spent the rest of the day sitting under the piano bench. Uh, but that was just school trauma. Uh, he never really had any problems at school. It turns out that his friends, his particular friends in the class, are interested in the same things he's interested in. Star Wars, uh, space things, uh, everything that he does in the neighborhood, he does with the kids at school. It seems like that you, it, this would be a more interesting conversation if we'd had more problems. Right. But it's no, just no, a it, no. Problem by the way, this is, I'm delighted <laughs> that this is as interesting as it is, rather than explosively interesting mm -hmm. the other way. But uh, do you know the other parents? Have you come across? Have you met the black parents? I've met a few. I'm very nice, normal, average. Same as myself, I would assume. I was. Uh, they're not very different from me, as far as I could tell. Got along fine. I think uh, one of the things that was mentioned about the success of the magnet schools, I think, is based on it most everyone who sends their children there right. really wants them there. So it was a real uh, shock to me to walk into the first PTA meeting and it was a, the gymnasium was full of parents. You know, I had come from a school where PTA's meetings were usually held in the afternoon by the nine women that ran them. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's been the case uh, all the time, you know, that the, the parents come out for, for everything, which is obviously a real bonus to the school to have that kind of uh, committed parents. I suppose that the fact that it's voluntary, of course, that's the, that's the key thing, isn't it? The fact that it's voluntary, and you want the kids have good education. What about your children themselves? They have a visit some of the other kids? No. No. No, that's, that's sort of a drawback. It's, yeah. it's too bad they get to know the kids during the school year and they have a good time with them, but yet they live far enough away to make it almost ah, impossible to visit after school. Because all of them are bust, the black and white. Well, so some kids it, come from yeah. the neighborhood, from close to the mm. school, but most of the mm. other children are bust in, mm. so that uh, they only see each other at school. And it's disappointing at birthday time, whereas in the neighborhood school you have your neighborhood kids come over for birthdays and stuff, and maybe have a party in the home. Yeah. Can't do that yeah. when the children go to a magnet school. Actually, mine, th there has been quite a bit of visiting back has and there? forth. Oh, kids, luckier yeah. than we are. <laughs> you live in a, well, see, Mark, you live in a more integrated neighborhood. I don't think any of the parents, yeah. who's the black parents, would want to send their children by my house, yeah, not by particularly. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's not that different because when my daughter went to the neighborhood school, uh, the children she played with after school and all went to the parochial schools anyway, so she always has had a set of friends from school and then a set of friends from the neighborhood itself. So there's not that much difference as far as that goes. They don't necessarily expect to play with the same children during the summer and after school as they play with during yeah. the day. Now, your children and those of the neighborhood, 
you were saying earlier they were kitted at first, but, right. but now no longer. No, once they found out that I went out once and I said, I have chosen to send my children here, and you, if you have something to say, you say it to me. And after that, they kind the of, children or yeah, the, or the, parents? the children, the children yeah. were teasing my children. I said, come and tease me for a while, and they decided they didn't want to do that. And after a while, it was old hat, and it got to be yeah. boring because my children would not fall into the trap of fighting about it. So they just decided to knock it off. Well, it's no fun to tease someone if they don't react. And um, it, there's no big thing. The neighbors just feel that I'm doing my thing now, and although they wouldn't want to do it, more power to myself here, that I want to do such a thing and that it's working out. What's interesting, I wish I could convince more of them to yeah. send their children. What's interesting, though, Karen, is Marquette Park. We know Marquette Park made the news, the headlines, you know, because of attitude toward blacks. And it's interesting that there's less antagonism to you than might be expected. In fact, there's hardly any. Uh, there's, my neighbors don't really throw rocks at my windows or anything. They're very... After the initial discussions that I had with them when I told them I was taking my children out of the school. There was really no comments made. So maybe it is a question of breaking through the stereotype, you know, both stereotype uh, against the neighbors, well, the neighbors' own well, stereotype. The neighbors don't care what I do as long as they, yeah. as they don't have to do it. Yeah, so they, that's it. How they, they don't want to do it themselves. They would be totally against. They'd fight tooth and nail yeah. if they were expected mm -hmm. to send their children to an integrated school. How is it in your case, Barbara? Just about uh, the same way. It, yeah, we we didn't have very many discussions when the bus stopped and John got off the bus and everybody would say, oh, what school is he going to now and where is it? But uh, that was about it. And as far as the kids in the neighborhood, not much teasing? No, virtually none. Because no. in, in uh, our case, too, there's uh, the public school and two parochial no. schools, so the kids are pretty much split up mm -hmm. between the three schools anyway. In your case, with none because of the nature of the integrated area itself. Yeah, I think that yeah. made it. What is it taught? How is a magnet school different as far as the curriculum is concerned, say, from that of a neighborhood school? On well, the lower grades, it's basically the same. The, the same uh, subjects are taught. And as they go on upward into the upper grades, then there's more diversity and um, more things are taught. Uh, we're at Randolph, I was just totally amazed at how much my children enjoyed learning. And last year when my daughter was in fourth grade, they had enough incentive programs where the more you did socially and educationally, the more special programs you got into. So that my daughter was in a class where she was learning to speak some Arabian, and then she was allowed into a special social studies course about the ascent of man and then she was allowed into a special reading course where they were reading uh, short stories by more classic authors than one would normally find in fourth grade such as Oscar Wilde and she enjoyed that and it gave her more incentive to work harder in her regular classroom work also and then at Randolph is a communications arts center so they will also be learning how to use mini cams and movie cameras and all the different equipment that goes with radio and TV stations that I don't know the names of. <laughs> but they'll be getting to use some of these things and learning how they work. And there's a few high schools in the 
on the southwest side that they can t continue this education in after they graduate from eighth grade here if they feel that they're interested in that type of thing. Well, Owens uh, seems, like you said, uh, my son's just going into third grade now, so it's pretty much the basics, reading and writing, but they do seem to stress it a little bit more, a little bit of the drills. And he does have uh, quite a bit of homework. Uh, I, I checked with the other second graders last year in the neighborhood, and they very rarely bring him home any work to do. And John had homework uh, every night except Friday, which may, sometimes it took him an hour to do. I was sort of amazed at the amount of homework. But I think it's a good idea to start the children out with the idea that school is sort of their job, and that's what they do during the day, and they have an obligation. And uh, if you, I think if you start that out in the first four or five years, they have a better attitude towards school later on. The classical schools are you know, accelerated quite a bit so that the kids are expected to work at about two years ahead of where their age would put them. Uh, and so there's a lot of work involved in that, and but then there's just a lot of extra things, uh, philosophy classes. They uh, Mindy worked on the yearbook this year, and they put out a really nice yearbook in a big newspaper every once in a while. Uh, exploratory science. Do you, uh, do you know what impresses me about this conversation we're having? Mark was saying, uh, too bad it's not more exciting. The fact that it is the fact that it's the most natural thing in the world we're talking about, with nothing exploding, that could be more dramatic. Kids are learning with black kids, primarily black kids at the school or Latino mm -hmm. kids and everything. But also there were kids who are different than they are, different in background and culture to some extent, but the same in the hunger for learning and the curiosity. And of course they become, the word integrated, integrated, an integrated person means a healthy person. Even the word integrate, integrated person. So in a sense, that's what we're talking about really, aren't we? That's why you send your kids to those schools. It's a question of breaking the stereotype and fear, a fear of something, fear of the stranger, I suppose. I think the first step is the hardest, but I think once you've taken that, you can relax a little bit and see that it's going to work out. And there's always the option of going back. Perhaps, you know, we should have just the last uh, go-around. Uh, anything that we haven't talked about, you feel like saying something anecdotal, an incident or something, you feel like talking about. Barbara, supposed to be Barbara Tekela. Well, I think uh, probably uh, it's sort of indicative of the way the whole year was. Uh, the beginning of the month of July, John got a great big manila envelope in the mail from his teacher, and it had a, a note addressed to him that she had handwritten, and a whole bunch of projects for him to do for the summer, uh, the calendar for the months of July and August, and then each day she had written a little thing that the children should be doing and reminded them that they should be practicing this and that. Now, it's, it's a little bit of an extra touch that the teacher did not have to do. And she sent uh, a similar package to each one of the 30 children in her class. I think that's sort of uh, the spirit that we found in Owens in the magnet school, that uh, there's a little bit extra giving on the part of the parents and the children and the, uh, the faculty. It's exciting. Karen Grisbeck. During the last school year, they also have quite a bit of emphasis on music at Randolph, and my daughter was in a musical Robin Hood production 
and her class and another class worked on it all year long. And it was very interesting to see and watch as these children progressed in this manner from the beginning of the year all the way to almost the end of the year. It took them almost the entire school year to learn their lines and to learn the music. To make, They made the scenery. Uh, the teachers and mothers made most of the costumes. And it was quite exciting to watch the children develop and learn something else about theater along with um, their regular classroom work. And then the other children also did their little numbers throughout the year, which were always cute, the lower grades. Mark Smith. Well, I guess I'd just like to say that if to any parents that are unhappy with this school that they're in, that they have a right to be, that it should be better. It should be as good as a magnet school. But instead of paying a lot of money to go to a private school, come to a magnet school. <laughs> uh, you know, take advantage of of what's out there because there really is so much. Uh, but it has to be dug out at this point, and hopefully at some point soon we can start spreading it out, but right now you have to dig it out instead. You know, it occurs to me before we say goodbye, it occurs to me that you know what it does for your children, because the other thing is what it does for you. I feel that's part of it too, isn't it? How your own attitudes themselves. It, it makes you feel good to see your children enjoying school and uh, anxious to go in the morning and learning, I think maybe even more than they would in the neighborhood schools. It, uh, it makes the whole day a little bit more pleasant. We're talking about uh, integrated schools and magnet schools in which, to which children, in this case of white families, are volu voluntarily bused. And voluntary, of course, is the word. It's also to perhaps you know, look at that word busing in a different light. You know. But aside from busing, it's not the important thing. You talk about schools themselves. And the word is integration far beyond matter of race, integration as far as a person is concerned. And so my three guests are Karen Grisback, who lives in Marquette Park, three, two little girls, little boy going to the integrated Randolph Magnet School, Barbara Tekel of, of Hegwish to the Owens Magnet Integrated School, three small boys, and uh, two girls of Mark Smith from Beverly to the Whitney Young before that, McDade. And uh, a learning experience, that's what it's about, and a growing one. And thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you.